Hey everybody, welcome to The Fresh Life with Jasmine Marie. And I'm Chris Marvell. A little bit about us, we've been together for over a decade and we have two little boys. And we're here to provide you fresh ideas, fresh energy, and fresh inspiration. Welcome Welcome to to The the Fresh Fresh Life. Life. Well, welcome. We're here. Episode one. Episode one. I am so excited. This is something that we've been talking about for a long time. And to have finally sat down and recorded our first episode. Monumental. Pretty dope stuff. And, you know, it's something that I think it's uh, I think it's great that couples come together and do something unique and creative and that also speaks from their experience. Yes. And I think that's exactly what um, we wanted to do and create a space. We have been together for a little over a decade, um, been married for eight years, dated for um, two and some change. And I mean, it was friends, friends before all of that. So that's also pretty cool about us. I think that was something foundational for our relationship. But anywho, um, we wanted to create a podcast. I just recently said to Chris, um, I think it was like two days ago, I said, this is the most healthiest I've been in all my life. And like in our marriage, as a woman, as a just as a human being, like, just the healthiest I've been. And this is just what the podcast is about. It's about our growth. Um, We've been through some highs and some lows. And it's just about creating a space where we can just share some of our wins with you guys, share with you guys what works for us and our family, um, what we've learned through experiences, through trials and tribulations, and um, just give you a fresh perspective. Yeah, and it's also, you know, a bit of just a good conversation, um, just about everyday topics that um, you may go through as women, that I may go through um, as a man, mm-hmm. um, as that I may go through as a father, that you may go through as a mom. Exactly. That, you know. Husband and wife. Husband and wife, uh, as a friend. As, as a, a son, son ah, you know, <laughs> as right. a daughter. I mean, exactly. And so it's not going to be just marriage focus, but it is an overall um, great conversation from two people who have experienced life. Uh, you know, you don't get to 10 years of being together without, you know, like Jasmine said, those highs and lows. Um, and trust me, you know, I have given Jasmine plenty of opportunity to see what the lows look like. And, you know, but the thing is, you're still here Mm -hmm. and you have these things to share um, and you go through those things so you can share them because, hey, somebody's in year one or year two and they are looking for some type of advice or outlet. Right. Right. So um, fresh insight, fresh perspectives, fresh ideas, just. But you don't think you took me through any lows? Oh, you wanted me to say that? You was that. very quiet at that point. I am so sorry. I know I took you through some love. Oh, I was just a little confused. Nevertheless. I mean, I you know, I think your lows. My lows were. Are you know like. How, you know how it says to the death. The depths of the ocean. You know low. how it says to death do its part. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was a literal death. I think oh. it was a figurative death. Well, no. That, I think I think it was both, but I'm saying, I'm you say. know. But I'm saying that you could look at it as a figurative death, you know, until death do you part. And 
we didn't die. We did not die. We shall live. We we were on a breathing machine. We no, were. No, we wasn't. But like, I mean, listen. Was it ever that bad? To be honest, I think that every couple ends up at least on the breathing. You end up in the hospital. For sure. And I Injured. Would, I would question. <laughs> I would question a little bit of the depths of how much you know each other if you haven't had an emergency room visit. Because I think it's just good to know where your relation, how the, the the toughness of a relationship. Yeah. yeah, when you start getting naked and vulnerable, I mean, to the and no and really um, understanding somebody and seeing somebody in the depths of their soul, I think um, you know somewhere in that process, you, you might you learn to, about each other. Yeah, yeah, it's an ER visit. It's an ER visit. <laughs> And that's good, you if know. If you're getting real enough. It's good. And the thing about an ER visit, man, that's amazing about this podcast that we hope to provide for you is when you go to the ER, you're always there with somebody who has seen it before. That's so true. So they rarely panic about what they've seen. Um, me and Jasmine have, you know, done life coaching together with with couples. I've done it, you know, individually, you know, for uh, quite a long time. So, you know... We've had the life coach ourselves. We've been through the therapy sessions. Um, I mean, you know, it's you go through stuff and you learn really quickly that if you want to be together, you got to do the hard things. Yes. Oh, what a perfect segue, Chris. You're so good with your words. That's what I do, man. So our podcast today is titled Doing the Hard Things. And um, like Chris said, we've just. We've had a beautiful journey together and we've grown so much because of our journey and I really wouldn't change anything about it. All the pain, um, all the good, all the bad, nothing I would change. A lot of good. A lot of good. I mean, we live, we live a, we, we have lived a pretty dope life. For sure. And we've had more smiles and tears of joy than we had of sorrow and pain and so, um, but yeah, I wouldn't change anything because it's really made me who I am and it's made me a better person in so many ways. But that's like anything. I think anything that needs, anything that grows needs manure around it. And water. And <laughs> sunshine. Of course it needs water. Yeah, all that. But time. it needs sunshine. But I was just saying, and we've how seen a lot more grow, sunshine. You have to go through pain. But, That's my point. Right, very true. But we've seen a lot more sunshine than we have anything else, and you're always going to see more sunshine than anything else. Absolutely. Which is dope. So, all right. So um, the first episode is titled "Doing the Hard Things." So it's very funny that you know we talk about doing the hard things because uh, we just had a hard moment. Um, you know, just the other day. Well, before you do that, yes. do you mind us saying that we have this sign on our kitchen oh, counter? Yeah. So if you've ever been, you know, if, for those who have been to our home, um, you know, for our amazing parties that we throw, and if you ever get the chance to, you know, come to our house for one of our game nights, um, it's an epic night, um, very competitive, full of fun, full of yelling, everything you want out of a game night. Uh, but... On our kitchen counter, if you've seen it, it says, we do the hard things. Um, Jasmine and I were discussing one night. We were just talking in the middle of conversation. And we somehow this this statement, I don't know who said it, it just it stuck out to us. And it was like, yeah, that's that's us. Like, that's our 
that's our family motto. That's what we do. Um, we do the hard things. And what you find out is, is that people who are successful do the hard things. Not only do people do the hard things and, you know, that they're successful, they desire to do the hard things. They they see the hard things as the thing that others won't do. And that's what sets them apart. So they're willing to do it. So that that marriage that may be going through a rough patch in years three and four, where typically it's very easy to you start learning your partner, you start finding out some things you don't like, or you find out here's your first major disappointment. It's easy to say, this ain't for me. It's not what I signed up for. Or you can dig in even deeper and say, no, this is what we do. We signed up for life and we're going to do the hard things. And that is what makes you rare. That's what takes you to the next level. Um, and whether you're a business owner and your business is struggling in the first five years, they say that most businesses don't see their first profit until five years. And next thing you know, you've dug in deeper. You've doubled down on your investment. And next thing you know, you're seeing what you want to see. We're, that's what we're talking about when we say we do the hard things. We dig deep to get past the obstacles that come into relationships. Yes, absolutely. And um, and not only relationships, but any type of personal goal that we have that um, we kind of want to see manifested, we will do the hard things in order to get that done. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But what I love about it is it's become like a family mantra. Our oldest son, who is five, he knows like what the sign says and he knows um, what it means to our family. So when he's even going through something or struggling, um, we will tell him, you know, we do the hard things. And he knows what that means. He knows that means, okay, I'm going to push past it. I'm going to have to buckle down. I'm going to have to get through it. And um, it's going to be for my betterment. But he knows that's what we do. And, you know, when you when that becomes your atmosphere, you don't want to even, you don't want to stand on the outside of doing something easy. You know, like you don't want to just be known as a person that does the easy things. And there's a lot of families that that's been their lifestyle. You know, and if you come from that, you're probably a person that's trying to overcome that and say, you know what? I know that that's been the past generations, but I'm about to go to college. I'm about to finish school. I'm about to get this promotion. And, you know, you're doubling down because you know what the results have been for your family because maybe people have done the easy thing. And you always have a chance tomorrow, right now to say, nope, I want to work out. I want to lose this weight. I'm sick and tired of saying I'm going to do this. I'm doing it right now at all costs. No, no excuses, no turning back. This is what I am going to do, no matter how inconvenient it is. Yes, absolutely. So I think we could, we're going to make this into two episodes or even three because we we do the hard things falls into so many aspects of our life. So for this particular episode, let's just focus on how we do the hard things within our relationship. And then we'll do another episode about how we do the hard things as far as our schedule and um, our physical goals that we have for, for ourselves and things like that. So some things that I think for our relationship wise that we do that is hard is we forgive quickly. I had to, yeah, I had to forgive you the other day. You did? Why? Because you cussed me out in the kitchen. Oh, well, Chris, did I really cuss you I out? I find it really crazy that you forgot I how did? you cussed me out in the kitchen. Did I cuss at you? Wow. Look, um, look, I'm going to go and say did that I you did. Did I cuss at you? Would you let your son say that? All right. So, yes, 
we had a falling out very recently. I fell on the floor. You did not fall on the floor. I feel like she Don't. hit she hit me in the face with words. You guys do not she knocked take me out this literally, okay? Words. So we were arguing about I don't even know at this point. Um do you remember? We were I think you were just having you were having a rough day and I think you were just, you know, a little moody. Um and I think, you know, we just some things you got said that so nicely. Some things got <laughs> some things got said. And well, I was you know, in the middle of cooking dinner. I do remember that. And I actually remember throwing the hamburger meat into the skillet and uh, again, leaving. This is the craziest thing. <laughs> Let me just tell y'all something. For somebody to be cooking your food, an angry meal ain't a meal that you want to eat. It's the it's the weirdest thing to eat an angry meal. She threw the burgers. I mean, when I say threw, she threw it like a major league pitcher into the pan. Now, sauce is splashing all over the place. I mean, you know, grease is popping. It was just, it was something that was out of a movie. And I'm just kind of like, all right, well, I, I, you know. So she went upstairs, closed the door, and y'all know what I did. I got a spatula and I started flipping them burgers because I was hungry. I didn't let your attitude mess up my meal. I was looking forward to these well-padded burgers. And can I say something? That meal that you came up with, because I was just going to do burgers and fries. By the time, okay, we'll tell you how we got over the argument, but by the time I came downstairs and it was time to eat and we were back good, there was corn made, there were some baked beans, and by far those are the best baked beans I've ever had in my life. Yeah, listen, I'm going to tell you how to make these baked beans, okay? Let me just Those tell you real quick. baked beans were so good. I was like, babe, did you doctor these up? Yeah, I, I I injected them with some good stuff. I Listen, I put in the baked beans. You going to tell them? I'm actually going to tell them. I, I think it should be. A, what? It should okay, be all right, all right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to cook for these people. That's true. So here's what I'm going to tell y'all. I put <laughs> syrup. I put brown sugar. And I put honey in the baked beans. And I thought cinnamon. And cinnamon. Incredible. You put all that in those? Yeah. That's why they were so good. And a little butter. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was good. You know what you was doing? No, no I didn't. That was the thing. <laughs> I just looked at everything that was brown and sweet. <laughs> like you. Oh, oh that was sweet. You like you. that? <laughs> So, okay, so yeah, so I ended up leaving. Um, Chris said I cussed him out. I probably did have a few choice words in, in there. I do remember slamming the door. So I had to go do the hard thing. I was, you know, dinner was done. I knew she was hungry. She probably had too much pride to come downstairs and, you know, come eat. So I said, let me go and get her. So I walked upstairs. And I really do appreciate you going and get me. I think that uh-huh. really does a lot for a woman when her man comes and gets her um, and helps her out of this emotional downward pit that she might be in. And just to initiate that first just means a lot. Can you tell him what I did? So he just came into the bedroom and as soon as he saw me, he said, I'm sorry. I dropped to my knees. What? Yeah. I dropped to my knees on the floor and said I was sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. You did. You Uh did. You did. You did. You did. You did. All right. So um, he said, and as soon as he said that, I said, no, I'm sorry. Because while I was by myself, I too did the hard thing of reflection. 
and looking at my own self and my own behaviors and figuring out, okay, that wasn't cool. I shouldn't have done that. And, um, and so as soon as I saw him, as soon as I really got into the room, um, just the state that I'm in now, as soon as I got into my room, I realized, okay, you're going to have to apologize because you were wrong. You were wrong for how you were talking to him and you were wrong for slamming the door. And, um, and then I just sat there and I did the hard thing of reflecting on trying to figure out jazz. What is really the problem? Because how many do you, of you guys agree with this, that what you're probably arguing over is not really the root of what's going on. Mm. So I had to ask myself, what's really the problem? And, um, for me, it was this, um, after, after really thinking about it and praying, I was actually asking God to reveal it to me, um, that I'm hustling still for, um, my worth in the sense of my production. And if I'm not producing, if my day is not going, um, how I set out for it to go. If I'm not accomplishing what I need to accomplish, I start to get this deep anger, this deep agony feeling, and um, it's hard for me to release it. And so what ends up happening is because I have some eternal goals that I'm not accomplishing and um, I'm not doing what I feel like I need to be doing, that get, makes me feel... It just makes me put, it just puts me in a very sour mood if I'm not producing and accomplishing. And, um, I hadn't been for like a couple of days and it was Sunday. It was, you know, it was time to get ready for the week. It was, you know, start my work week out, trying to get organized, trying to make sure the kids have, you know, lunches, food for lunches and dinners thought out and meal preps and, um, workout schedules completed. And I was just feeling like I didn't have anything really, um, going on like I needed it to. And I was behind the ball and, um, I was just very frustrated. So instead of just owning that and realizing what was really the truth, I ended up taking my frustrations out on Chris. It happens. But, you know, the biggest thing is that we did the hard things and we're we're able to apologize and move yeah. on from yeah. from it. And, it. and again, that stuff doesn't come easy, man. It takes a lot of practice. Um, and let's not limit it to just a relationship, you know, of a, of a romantic one. It could be, you know, you doing the hard things and, you know, calling your mom who you've, you know, been disagreeing with. You know, maybe it's your best friend who, you know, just did something or didn't, you know, didn't do something. And... One of you just needs to break the ice. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in breaking the ice, it makes you stronger. So you have to get, it's a practice. You have to do the hard things. Um, fail forward to grow forward. Um, so if, you know, you're going to, you're, you're going to figure it out, you know, and if you feel like, you know, hey, I didn't, you know, apologize correctly or I stumbled or I didn't really half-heartedly apologize. But the minute you try to do it, you're going to do it better the next time and you're going to stretch yourself even more and get stronger the next time. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a little small beginning of what it looks like to do the hard things. Um, but yeah, what, what else would you say? Um, I will also say that we, um, at least for myself, I know that I, um, 
the one of the hard things for me to do is make sure I always see the good in you. And I know that doesn't, that's like, what? Hard things? I think because how sometimes our brains are wired, we're wired to see the negative. You know, it's, it's just like, you know, for example, you do a speech and you stumble across one word and the whole speech was great, except for that one word that you mispronounced. And then all you can do is think about how you mispronounced the one word. Our brain, some, for some reason, just naturally thinks kind of like in a negative state. At least I know mine does. And so I have to be very intentional on knowing that whatever my husband said or whatever he did or whatever happened, that he did it from a place of love and not think the worst or not think negative. Always know that he's for me, that he is rooting for me, that he is by my side and not look at it um, any other way. So I have to force myself to say, okay, wait, hold on. This is Chris. Chris loves me. If Chris said this and I might be feeling a little hurt or I might be feeling a little distant or whatever, I know the truth. And the truth is that it was from a place of love. You might be in your feelings. I might be in my feelings. Absolutely. Jazzy, do you love me? <laughs> so one of the things, I mean, uh, some other areas that, you know, we could discuss as far as even relationships, um, you know, doing the hard things, mm-hmm. you know, when you say relationships. Right. This is what this podcast yeah, is Yeah. Well, I, I know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't want you know how your yeah, brain works. I mean, yeah, I'm just oh, that's something we do. Well, how my brain works. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's not a hard thing. It is a hard thing for both of us. That's a whole nother podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's you know, podcast. relationally, how do you deal with uh, each other? You know, how do you deal with someone else? Um, and I would say that one of the things that you have to do is lower your expectations. This is something that we've learned, you know, from mm-hmm. some other great teachers. One of the things that it's pretty awesome, you know, to think about is if you lower your expectations, you raise the ability um, to be surprised. You raise the, you open the door to, um, you know, something that's even more amazing than you ever thought. But if you go into it believing that someone is going to treat you a certain way or they're going to, you know, give you something that you feel like you deserve or whatever it might be and they don't do it, even though they were doing everything out of the goodness of their heart, you're going to feel as if you've been disappointed. And so one of the harder things to do, to be very honest with you, is to lower your expectations about what you expect from other people and to try to ride on your own. Whether you're in a relationship, you're talking about your parents, your job, what can you do to satisfy you so that you're not operating in a place of scarcity, hoping that somebody's going to fill your gas tank? What can you do to make sure that You're not walking around hoping that somebody makes your day better, that somebody does what you should be doing for yourself so that you can always be in a place of contentment. Mm -hmm. That allows you to be in a happy place in life, whether you're by yourself or you're with other people. I totally agree. I had to lower my expectations of Chris picking up behind himself. (laughs) All right. Now, see... This is what happens Chris, when when people don't look Chris at themselves. Chris is the worst picker upper known to man. If we have to talk, okay, so let's just talk it about this. It is beyond me. Mm-mm-mm. It's gonna be your thing. I am baffled by how much he does not pick up. So we're gonna talk about this. Shout so, out to High Davis, 
who I feel like is a distant cousin to us Davises over here. Here's what I'm not. Here's a hard thing I'm going to do. I'm going to avoid this conflict. Oh, look at you taking the high road. Uh When they go low, we go high. No, no, no. When you go low, because I'm choosing to go high. I'm choosing to go high. Um, But yeah, so basically, man, we just wanted to really give y'all a snippet, a taste of what this is like. Um, We got some amazing episodes coming up. We may have special guests. Um, We have so much to discuss. Um, Again, I actually wrote a book um, called Love Laws, um, The Rules of Relationships in the 21st Century, which you can find anywhere online, Amazon, iBooks, um, on your Kindle, uh, wherever. Um, And, you know, the book goes through in details a lot of what we both know about relationships. I didn't write the book by myself. Um, I wrote it with the experiences that Jasmine has provided me being in a relationship with me. Um, plus, she edited the book a little bit too. But nonetheless, oh, okay. um, that's all I'm going to give. But edits. a little mention. That's all I'm saying. Hilarious. But nonetheless, um, we got a lot to talk about. So, you know, we just want you to stay tuned. Uh, it's not all about relationships, um, but it is about life and it's about living a fresh life full of experiences, um, you know, creating new ideas, uh, just being just being a better person. 2019 is around the corner. Yep. And you don't want to go into 2019 the way you came into 2018. So fresh tip 101 is do the hard things. Thanks for listening. Adios.